Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. Hi, my name is Matt Armando. Hi, my name is Emily Riggins. And this is TBD. With Matt Emily. Welcome to the podcast about tea and friendship. You know what I'm going to say? The premiere podcast about tea and friendship. Wow. So originally we were a tea, a podcast about tea and friendship. And then it worked, went into V, mm-hmm. and now it's the premiere. Does that mean the oh. only or the best? I would say it's the best. Like, the premiere team of football is the best team of football. Mm-hmm. So, or like the premier league in, like, European soccer. Sure. That's like the best league, right? European soccer, soccer. soccer heads get hit, hit me up. I got some of that wrong. Um, you're, uh, Okay. So we're kind of going back to, technically we're going back to being a podcast about tea and friendship, but we are, uh, 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 turns into the, because we're adding premiere because <laughs> we're the best one. Yes. Uh, we're a best <laughs> podcast about tea and friendship. Wow. We're slipping down the charts just by me talking about it. Um, <laughs> anyways, Matt, yes. we're talking tea today. We both tea. have tea. I don't know what Matt's drinking right now, though. We have not discussed it. That's true. And I also don't know. Well, let me backtrack. I know the topic this week because it's my topic. I don't. Matt. I don't know Emily's topic. Emily has a surprise for me. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about this topic later. It may be a surprise to you, depending on whether you read the title of the episode or not. We gave a challenge a few weeks back about not reading the title, but we're not here to force you to abide by our silly rules. Uh, Listeners, fun fact. Oh. Go ahead. Listeners, we want you to live your truth. That's true. Uh, I'm going to get my fun fact out. The first three episodes of this podcast originally had uh, uh, cr- more creative titles. Um, they were not just um, they were not just the, the name of the topic or the name of the topic and the guest. They used to have weird titles. And around the fourth episode, I realized that I did not want to come up with creative titles for every episode. <laughs> so now they're just that's how they're the topic. That's true. That's true. If you look at the old MP3 files of those first three episodes, they have the original titles in the MP3s. Whoa. Um, should we maybe jump into tea talk? I don't know. Um, I think we could. That, that's like such a wild thing to say. Um, uh, yeah, but I, I think so. I had to get my I had to get my instruments. I could tell Emily was uh, stretching for her instruments, uh, and now she's going to go ahead and hit some things together. Tea talk, tea talk, tea talk, tea. Talk. Wow. We're talking tea today. Um, <laughs> Emily, you have a tea that I actually do know what your tea is already, but. Oh, yeah. You know what? Let's pretend I don't. And you go don't ahead know and tell. I my thoughts about it. Go ahead and let's tell the listener what tea you have. Okay. First off, um, I needed help finding this tea on the internet, so Matt helped me, but I've not told him my thoughts. Which are, I really like this tea, uh, but we're going to save some of those thoughts. But I am drinking <laughs> Miracle Tea. Miracle, sorry, let me backtrack. I am drinking Miracle Tree Organic Moringa Superfood Energy Infusion Moringa Vanilla Oolong Grape Tea. <laughs> that is uh, a mouthful of a name. Is it a mouthful of tea? <laughs> um, I mean, I think... No matter what, it would be a mouthful, right? 
uh, depends on how much you like it. If you don't like it, or if it, or it depends how hot it is. I would not take a mouthful of tea that is too hot. I would do you know little, little tiny sips. You know what? You're right. I'll accept your rightness. Um, but that is the entire name. Um, I think, so the brand is Miracle Tree Organic Moringa. And then there's a type of superfood energy infusion. And then the actual type is Moringa Vanilla Oolong Grape Tea. I think it's like a lot of semicolons. I feel like this is a name. I feel like this tea has a name. Like, I feel like it was reverse engineered from the search engine optimization of its name. <laughs> like, it just, like, wrote the whole thing for Google <laughs> with, like, repeating its name several times in it. And then we're like, okay, let's name the tea that. <laughs> okay, so this is this is the tea. Um, it's moringa, dried leaves, oolong tea, grapes, vanilla, rosebuds, strawberry, caffeine, tea, extract. All organic. Super caffeinated. Ooh. Um, so I got this tea from my Sips by box, and this tea is really good. Um, and it's also, I gotta say, normally in my Sips by box, you get like four servings of tea. It's like a little, sometimes a little bit more, sometimes a little bit less. But this one, their sample size came with 16 bags. Um. Like, I got this huge bag of it, and I'm like, oh, it must hmm. be like huge, but it's just 16 bags. And I was <laughs> so excited the first time I had this tea. And I was like, oh, this is a good tea. Anyways, supercharge your day with Miracle Trees Organic Moringa Superfood Energy Infusions. <laughs> um, each blend contains 155 milligrams of organic caffeine tea extract, making it the perfect coffee replacement for those who are looking for an organic energy boost without the jitters and crash. Statements on this website have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. <laughs> Miracle tea products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You should consult a licensed healthcare professional before starting any supplement or dietary program, especially if you are pregnant or have pre-existing conditions or medical medical conditions. Sorry, wow. pre-existing injuries. Did I read that? Like, I tried to read it like a commercial. Yeah, that was pretty good. That was you could do voiceover work for pharmaceuticals for sure. Um, I uh, that's like a yogi tea. It has to, yeah. has to have all that dis, all those disclaimers. Um. Do you remember that um, the tea I think Sasha brought us in one of our uh, early episodes about binge watching TV and reading? I do. Yes. I think that one had moringa in it. And that was also a yogi. That was a yogi tea. <laughs> that was a yogi tea, but I feel like it had yeah. moringa in it. Um, um, hmm. But so this seems to be like an herbal tea that has caffeine because it has the ec- extract of the tea. I don't honestly hundred percent. It's like they took the oils out. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so uh, the ingredients on this tea, as discussed, are uh, moringa, which I don't know what that tastes like, but I assume it's in this tea. Um, oolong, which I don't always love oolong teas, but I I think the ingredients in this tea come like kind of overpower it. There's grapes, um, which I think I get a slight grape taste. Then there's vanilla, and I definitely get a vanilla taste. I'd say it's the dominant flavor, and it works for this mm. tea. Um, and I don't get the rosebuds or strawberry as much, but I think they're also listed towards the end, so I assume there's not as much. Hmm. Um, interesting. Uh, it's weird because I feel like strawberry and rose are always so, uh, ob- those are kind of obvious flavors, but uh, it is what it is. 
Um, well, I'm, I'm doing a close-up of the tea bag, the dried one. Um, I don't know if I actually see strawberry in here. Hmm. I'm sure it is. I just honestly don't know what I'm looking for. There's some dried stuff. Interesting. Uh, so how do you like this tea? Um, as previously discussed, I when I got this tea, I did not expect to like it. I was like, oh, I'll try it. We'll see how it goes. I don't know. But then I had it, and it's so good. It's one of my favorite teas right now. Um, and I, I'm quite enjoying it. Um, the I mean, vanilla is nice. It's an alternative to black tea to get my caffeine, um, <laughs> which I do love. Um, but it's also, I don't feel like overwhelmingly energized, so I can have it later in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I have it right before I go to bed, but that's generally an accident. Um, <laughs> accident. Because well, you, ha- you didn't mean to have the tea or you didn't mean to go to bed. <laughs> I don't think about the caffeine. Mm. So I meant to have the tea, but I didn't go to bed. I purposefully drink the tea, but then I forget that it's late. I don't know if that makes sense. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's the tea. Uh, how many bags have you had? Um, well, it originally had 16 and... I'm going to say, I'm going to guess I had eight. I have eight left. Okay. I don't know if that's true at all. I, I trust your estimate. <laughs> I used two for the podcast to make a big cup. Wow. Um, so normally I only do it one. Wow. That is big news. <laughs> um, all right. I guess I should just um, ask you the main question, which is Emily. <laughs> Matt. Is the Miracle Tree Organic Moringa Superfood Energy Infusion Moringa Vanilla Oolong Grape Tea your cup of tea or not your cup of tea? Matt, thank you so much for asking. Um, one, I want to say real quick, I really wish I knew what Moringa was. Um, and maybe I should just get some just plain old Moringa tea to like really investigate that situation. Um, two, the packaging on this tea, the writing is so small at some point, like, it has, like, all these, like, fun facts about it, but, like, you can't read them. It says, like, superfood herbal tea, ingredients with a purpose, like, it's, it's so small. Um, yeah, it's sort of just, like, it sort of looks like it just, like, um, it looks almost like when the Star Wars scroll mm-hmm. is like going back into the into outer space, but it's like when it gets too small to read, that's like what happens to your tea instructions. <laughs> it's like in my ninth grade history final when we were allowed to have a cheat sheet, but only one page, mm. and everyone just made their notes super small. I, I had that same uh, thing happen. That was a, that, that must be a universal thing. You get one sheet of cheat stuff. <laughs> but the thing is, is making the cheat sheet was the studying so then i didn't even need it for the test but i claimed it was so much information uh uh, yeah i actually found uh writing i actually was not much of a studier in high school probably didn't uh, bode well for me later in life but um i i've over the years learned that writing things down helps me helps me remember them um, not just like, because I can go read it again, but like it helps reinforce it in my brain. Um, so I actually do, I take a lot of handwritten notes because I will remember a handwritten note. Um, or I also, I, I just like pay more attention cause I'm, I'm not only am I listening, but I'm like copying it down. Uh, so yeah, the writing really helps me remember stuff. 
Wow. Yeah, I don't know. One page cheat sheets. Is it your cup of tea or not your cup of tea? I was just going to say, I have not answered the question yet. This is my cup of tea. It's an excellent tea. It claims it's an herbal tea, so I'm going to say it's one of my favorite herbal teas we've had on this podcast. Um, although it, it has caffeine, so maybe that contributes to my like of it. As everyone knows, I love caffeine. Yeah. Um, I really enjoy this tea. I think the vanilla flavor is nice. I think the ingredients blend well together. It's not. It's not like a. It's not like overpowering in any way, but it's all just very good and very nice. Wow. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say right now, if you want to take one of those bags you got, throw it in a Ziploc and give it to me, I'd love to try this tea (laughs) that you're singing its praises. (laughs) Um, well, if I have anything less than eight, I can't share. Hmm. Well, I know. I feel like because there are 16 total, maybe I could get one out of you. (laughs) I will send one to you. I'll, I'll save it. Um, I just, I have to remember. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll try to like get in touch with you before you have the other eight so that way i'm not having your last one (laughs) um if i take it out and put it in a separate bag and label it matt then it won't be my last one but Mm. then i won't accidentally drink it maybe that's what i'll do um wow this is also interesting the semantics of how i get to uh i was gonna say borrow tea from you i guess that's maybe that's right please don't give me this tea bag back you're getting it back sorry no i don't want it once said, it's been dipped in water, I don't want it anymore. <laughs> um, okay. Um, now that we talked about my tea that I very much enjoy, yes, um, I would love to know what you're drinking. All right. So I, uh, speaking of your Ziploc bags, <laughs> I have dipped into uh, another one of your bagged teas that you have left for me. It is in a Ziploc bag uh, in my kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> and when we, we we could podcast in the same room from when we were podcasting together um and uh i'll tell you i'm gonna i have a quick aside about ziploc bags <laughs> so i recently got a lego set and um i don't know if you know this about lego sets but when you buy them especially now i feel like when i was a kid this wasn't true but if there's any small pieces um they will give you one extra of basically every small piece. And I don't know if that's out of kindness, the kindness of their hearts, or if they just do it because they have trouble counting the small pieces. So like when they're manufacturing the sets, they're like, oh, let's just give everyone an extra one of these, this one piece. I'm, I'm guessing they always give you an extra one of all the small ones. Anyways, so as you're building this Lego set, um, and each, the way they do Legos now is uh, they'll separate them into numbered bags. So... Uh, as the instructions go on, you'll like open bag one and then do the entire bag one um, set of instructions. And you open bag two and do all of the bag two instructions. And uh, so each bag that you open, each individual bag will have um, its own small pieces in it. And I need to keep track of these small pieces because they don't go on the set I'm building. They have to go somewhere. So I took out a Ziploc bag and I looked at it and I don't technically know the brand, but let's say they're Ziploc. And I noticed that the flaps, that there's one flap that's bigger than the other flap. And I was like, what is this? I've never seen this before. Is this a, is this a messed up bag or something? And I started putting my things in this and I would just look like, what a weird bag. Cut to today, <laughs> when I go to open this, this Ziploc bag for these teas to get a tea out, 
And I th- I'm thinking this is a new thing where there's like lopsided flaps. <laughs> Cut to today. I op- I go to go to the bag that you gave me. You provided. Oh, I provided it. And it has the lopsided flaps where one flap is larger than the other. And I was like, son of a gun. This is an older thing than I thought it was. Did you really say son of a gun? Son of a gun. <laughs> I didn't want to say the other thing you say son of. <laughs> um... I don't know if there's a third thing that you're supposed to say there. But um, anyways, I was surprised to find that you had provided me a flapped one. And I I thought the one that I had opened up for my Legos was the first time I'd ever experienced this. Turns out that is a lie. The first time I experienced it was when you gave me some bag teas. Okay, before I find out which tea you drank, I want to put some theories out there. One, I think that might be a freezer bag thing. Like some like bags that are meant to freeze things. Um, I don't know why I think that. I just have this image in my brain of mm. freezer bags doing that. But I also wonder if it's a little bit because they're easier to open. I mean, I did. I, I, I my instinct was easier to open. Um, it seems fine. Uh, I don't have any problem with it. But I was like, oh, weird innovation. And then, just to me, it was new. But apparently, it's not new. <laughs> um, I have one quick sentence before you tell us about your tea. So I got, when I moved to my new apartment, I got these very fancy trash bags that claim to have this like new trash bag technology. And I'm just fascinated by the idea of people inventing things that like pretty much are perfect already. Like we got to get these better trash bags. Let's put resources into this better trash bag. I just think that's an interesting thing. Matt, what tea are you drinking? It's like when they add new features to beer cans, like speed pouring and all that stuff, like the colored mountains and stuff. Um, okay. I'm drinking a tea that I'm going to go ahead and guess that they wish they had come up with a different name for it. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if this is hashtag canceled now. Uh, hashtag canceled, hashtag cancel culture. I'm not sure. And I'm not saying this in a way that I think they should keep their name. I'm just saying they probably regret, they probably regret it. And I, I'm guessing they might change it. However, this is a this is labeled as a as a classic by this company. So I don't know if this is like a one of their popular brands. Oh my god, what tea is this? <laughs> it is by Bigelow Tea. Okay. And the name of the tea is Plantation Mint. Ooh, yeah, they would definitely change it now. It is a registered trademark. They put a little R with a circle next to this thing. Uh, now, now Plantation on its own. Not a, not like racist or necessarily bad. Uh, however, it has some connotations to it that are not good, invoking yes. slavery and whatnot. Yes, the historical connotations of the word are not great. Um, but uh, here, here I am drinking it. We had two bags of it. I, I steeped them both. Wow, wow, wow. Um, I have a fun, another fun fact. Do you know? Do you know the full name of the state of Rhode Island? Um, one. You already said you had, uh, had your one fact of the podcast was earlier, so um, it was just don't lie to me. It was the one yeah. of the seg. It was the one of the segment. <laughs> um, and two, um, isn't it like Rhode Island Plantation or something like that? Rhode Island and Providence Plantations. Hmm. The whole name <laughs> goes by Rhode Island. Um, that makes sense, is that's cr- a very long name. It is a crazy long name. And uh, also, no wonder they wouldn't want to say plantation anymore. Um, 
Also, they did not have slaves in Rhode Island. However, it was part of the triangle trade uh, of slaves. So um, while they actually did, did not have slaves there themselves, they um, uh, still participated, participated in-, in slave trade in a, in a big way. So, yeah. I don't, I, I, that's as far as I remember from triangle trade. Um, um, I know it's how slaves got to America. <laughs> I, I remember learning about it in uh, history class. Yes. Um, but Matt, you are drinking this plantation mint, and we have discussed how they probably should change their name because of the historical connotations. However, that does not tell us about what it tastes like. Tell us a little bit about this tea, please. It, uh, this tea is a fresh and flavorful tea. Blended with natural spearmint leaves. Um, the, uh, there's a quote on the back. It says, we hope our tea delights you. Signed, the Bigelow family. Uh, steep for two minutes. Pretty low steep time. And the ingredients are black tea and spearmint. Now, pause. Yeah, Pause. When you say plantation mint, I think it's an herbal mint tea, just like mm. a plain old mint tea. But you're telling me it has black tea in it? I'm telling you that I, I, I agree with you here because I actually almost drank this uh, last week on the podcast or, or sometime recently. I almost drank this and I was like, I don't want this. I don't want no caffeine. No, this is a this is a black tea with just a little bit of spearmint in it. I think they should just change the name to mint black tea. Uh, yeah, probably. Um, because one, it's more clear about what it is. Because again, when you say mint, you don't picture the black tea in it. I I would I would fully agree. It also comes in a green package, um, which I don't know. I don't know how Bigelow's tea works. Maybe because it has a black. So the bag is the bag is green, but the label is black. I don't know if that means black tea in Bigelow speak. <laughs> um, I don't drink enough Bigelow to to know if that's true. I now that I'm thinking about it though, I think that might be true. That if the the label is black, it is a black tea. I want to look this up, but... You can't right now. I can't. Correct. Somebody correct us later. We'll check in about it next week. Um, but yeah, it's 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 mostly black tea with a little bit of spearmint flavor. So I was very surprised to read the ingredients on this. Um, so when you made this tea this evening, did you know it was going to be black tea? Or did you discover that as you're making it or post-making it? I believe I discovered it... Uh, while I was reading how long to steep it. <laughs> I think that's when I figured I picked it and then found out it's black tea. But it it's did also- not surprise me so far as that I I did not get so far as to start making it before realizing it. <laughs> also, I think it's interesting that it's a black tea but you only steep it for 2 minutes. Yes, that is interesting. Um I did end up I believe I steeped mine for a little more than 2 minutes because I wanted it a little stronger. But, uh, yeah, it did say two minutes. It did actually, as I poured water on it, get the water got dark pretty fast. So it did seem, it did seem to be steeping pretty quickly. Okay. All right. Tell me a little bit of how you feel about this tea. How's the mint balanced with the black tea? Yeah. So I will say when I smelled this tea before I started making it, I was getting ready to give this the old thumbs down because <laughs> uh, it just it just was a little too. And, and I, I, I believe I've had spearmint <laughs> kind of recently on the podcast, um, but I am I am a generally a spearmint fan. 
uh, when it comes to gum. But I was thinking it was just just a, too strong of a smell, and it would just like taste like drinking gum, and that would be weird. <laughs> Uh, but now that I've been having it, it is kind of like a, just a default black tea. Like the black tea, it doesn't have much of a flavor to it. It is a black, it does taste like black tea, but it's not like flavor. It's not a strong flavor in any one direction. Okay. I'm guessing it's probably a breakfast tea underneath, underneath it all. Um, cause it kind of has that, uh, I don't know. I don't want to say boring, but I mean boring, like, but in a good way. <laughs> classic classic Classic, standard yeah uh and then just with like a hint of spearmint and i i gotta say i like that better than if it was mint mint because that's i think that's the other thing about the plantation mint and maybe i'm not reading into the connotations of the plantation part on here (laughs) but um it doesn't taste like mint mint it tastes like spearmint which is different from mint it is a kind of mint but i think you're right but i will be honest i don't I don't know if I can picture that difference. Spearmint's a little more like refreshing than I don't know. I mean, mojito versus uh, some gum. (laughs) Go for a mojito right now. I could too. Now I want one. I'm also sweating over here like crazy. Oh my god! I'm so hot. But yeah, it's it's a pretty good tea. I've reversed directions on liking versus disliking this tea. And, Don't uh, judge yeah. a tea by its smell. I'm learning that. <laughs> okay, Matt, important question. I don't yeah. want you to think I forgot to ask it. I have an important question. Okay. Matt, would you say that this plantation mint tea that should be named mint black, spearmint black tea, uh, is it your cup of tea or not your cup of tea? Well, this did the full 360... Full 180. The full 180. Yeah. yeah. 360 mean I'd hate it again. Uh, yeah. The full 180, it is it's my cup of tea. It's pretty good. Um, I probably wouldn't necessarily buy it, but yeah, it's good. Okay. Um, if, if, if Bigelow made like a mix pack, which I think they do, <laughs> this, would, this would not be one I would avoid in the mix pack. Okay. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. There we go. Tea talk done? Tea talk complete. Hey, Matt. Yes. Um, I have a question. Yeah. What time is it? Time to check back in about past topics. Time to check back in about past topics. Well, was that a was that lotion you were hitting with some scissors? <laughs> Listen, I am not a musician. I don't have instruments. So I have to make do. And yes, it was lotion. That I hit a pair of scissors with. Um, okay. Uh, do you have any questions for me? <laughs> I do. But I uh, do want to say that I currently have lotion in so many different places in my apartment because my hands are dry all the time. What oh. have you read recently? <laughs> what have I read? <laughs> Good news, Emily. Yeah. I read a chapter of Harry Potter. <laughs> Only a chapter has been two weeks. <laughs> no, Emily. It's been one week. Uh, <laughs> I, I did re- I did mean to read more, but I only read the one I've been, I've been doing, a, I've been busy. I'll, You're I will say that. You're never going to finish this book. Okay. No. Well, I also have, I have other news about Harry Potter. Um, <clears throat> I read a, I read a chapter. Hermione is now frozen. Aww. Petrified. Aww. 
we're getting to the end, so I can I, I we're getting there. <laughs> uh, and Hagrid uh, has been taken away. Oh no! Yeah, Hagrid's gone. Oh, Hagrid. And um, yeah, we got some brand, we got some new people showing up. The minister minister of magic Cornelius up. Fudge, the minister of magic. Yeah, he's there. Um, yeah. Was Lucius Malvoy there? Yes, he was. Ugh, what a what a loser! What a prick! Um, <laughs> but he's a governor or something of magic. And in my head, he's like like on the board of the school. Like that's what the governors are. The board of the school, okay. like the board of trustees for the school, but they just call them governors. It's because it, yeah, it's interesting because he he's below the minister of magic. Oh, definitely. But he but he can. But the Minister of Magic can't keep Dumbledore in charge of Hogwarts. Well, one, Lucius Malvoy is below the scum on the bottom of my shoe. Um, <laughs> two, I don't want to say anything about Cornelius Fudge. Listen, I'm just, I'm telling you what I can tell you <laughs> that I know. But like, he seemed annoyed that Malfoy was doing this, but... Like I already, I do know the other thing that his like basement got raided by the Ministry of Magic. Yeah. So there's kind of there's like a weird there's weird checks and balances going on here of I who's like can boss around who. <laughs> this is not a spoiler, but the Ministry of Magic is not a great government organization that has a lot of power. Um, yes, the whole I think min- you, you, you've 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 told me this actually. The whole Wizarding World, there's something off about it. They just need they need a. You know, listen, America needs big structural change. And you know what? I'm just going to say it. So does the Wizarding World. Wow. In the culture at Hogwarts. Okay. So um, moving on slightly. Uh, you have told me that I cannot borrow your third book. No, you cannot. And the third book is The Prisoner of Azkaban. Oh, yes. P.O.A. Okay. So, and that's your favorite one? most read one at least i'm gonna say yes (laughs) okay so this is the positive news so i got an alert on my phone no i didn't actually did not get an alert i found this thing on my phone i found a notification that i missed somehow (laughs) because i was updating my apps Wow. and uh google for some reason i don't know why sent me a four dollar book credit uh to to buy my my google my phone is freaking out uh it sent me four dollars to buy a digital book and guess what i went ahead and i bought prisoner of azkaban i'm so proud of you uh i think i got it for like five bucks because it was like it's only like nine dollars and four bucks off or something uh because i knew you weren't gonna let me borrow it and i'm coming to it soon and i like was like well this credit is gonna expire so i might as well get it and I'll also say that if we were not in pandemic times, I would have gone to the library to pick this up myself. But because I will not probably be going to a library anytime soon, <laughs> uh, I ordered the digital version. And I've never read a book. Um, I guess I'll read it on my tablet. I don't know where I'm going to read this. <laughs> um, so but. I have read a few digital books. I had a Kindle for a while. I don't anymore. But I have the Kindle and Nook apps on my phone and on my iPad. Um, I will read on my phone if I'm on the train, um, if I think about it, but they, it drains your battery. Um, or you can just be, read on a tablet. It's, you, you know, it's available anywhere. 
Yeah, well, to back up for for one one hot minute, uh, I have a Kindle actually, and I've read several books on my Kindle. And I would have preferred this on my Kindle, but I bought it through Google, so I don't yeah. think I can get it on my Kindle. Uh, and I actually really like reading. I have like the paper Kindle, like the non backlit yeah. Kindle, yeah. The, the like real ink or whatever it's called. And uh, I will say that I really do like reading on that because it does look like paper. It doesn't strain your eyes at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess I'm going to give this a go on my tablet. I, I, I think I will be fine because I look at screens all the time anyways. So it'll probably be okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, this, is, this will be my first on my tablet. It is not my first digital book, though. Well, I look forward to in two years discussing the ending of Prisoner of Rascal with you. I do think I'm probably going to read a different book bef- between, so... Okay, three years. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta, I know, I'm bad. I gotta really fix this problem. <laughs> it's just, Chamber of Secrets is not a hard book to read. Emily, I've been, I've been busy. Leave me alone. <laughs> I'm gonna get, I'll get, I'll get to that in the plug section. <laughs> read 10 pages. Before you go to bed every night. It'll take you 10 oh, minutes. Oh, well, I've been going, I've been trying to go to bed earlier every night. I'm, I'm, I'm fixing my life. You were shocked yesterday when I texted you at eight in the morning. I know. I wasn't even awake yet. I'm trying to, I'm trying to go to bed earlier. I'm trying to wake up earlier, but there's, there's, there's a whole, there's, life is complicated. <laughs> Anyways, okay, I don't have anything to check in with you. Um, I have a couple things to check in with a listener about. Actually, just one thing. So as I often say, I will say, I think this would be a good iced tea or I'm going to try this as an iced tea. I have two teas to check in about how they turned out as iced teas. One, the tea from either last week or the week before, my, um, oh God, what was it called? Coffee bean and tea leaf cherry blossom green tea. I turned it into iced tea. I like it better as an iced tea because it's a little more diluted. I think I was making it too strong as a hot tea, but I'm really enjoying it as an iced tea. I'm also today, just today, had the toasted rice green tea that we had on our episode about concerts. Um, I had it as an iced tea today because, fun fact, it's really hot. Um, and so I didn't want to have a hot tea. Um, and it, I didn't love it as an iced tea. The toasting, it didn't work for me. I think it's going to have to be a hot tea from now on. Wow. But, you know, just wanted to check in about my uh, love of saying, I think this will make a good iced tea. All right. Uh, is that done? That it for the check-in? Yeah. We are checking out of the check-in. Okay, Emily. So this week on the podcast, it the is pod, pod, pod. your turn to have a topic that is a surprise to me. Oh, God. Um, last week it was my turn. I talked about Animal Crossing. Um, we had a good time. We we just chatted about. <laughs> this week it is your turn. What is that topic? Laid on me. Okay, so my topic is similar to a topic we've had in the past, but know that I consider them very different things, and I will not, there will not be overlap. Okay. I want to talk about shopping today. Shopping. Not to be confused with grocery shopping, which I do not like and do not endorse. Mm. I want to talk about shopping generally. Um, so I mostly have thought about this, is because as listeners know, as long-time listeners know, I just moved. Um, and so I've been doing a lot of, I need stuff, right? There's stuff I need. Mm-hmm. And I just, I miss going into a store and looking at stuff. And that's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about the feeling of going into a store and looking at stuff you don't need, but feeling so good when you buy it. 
Um, okay, what? Um, okay, so shopping. The, the topic we're covering is live in-person shopping. I mean, we're definitely going to talk about online shopping as part of this, but yes. We can touch it. We can touch on it, but to- online shopping is not the topic. No, yes. Um, okay, so... Um, Retail shopping. This would yeah. be clothes, electronics, books. footwear, books, uh, books. books. Uh, I love my microphone. I mean, cars. Uh, no, I'm not going to talk about car shopping. Um, we can. I, I bought a car um, <laughs> once. <laughs> um, walking into a store, there are people there to sell you stuff. They may or may not push the items on you. Uh, you may just browse, you may actually purchase things. This is, okay, let's talk about it. We're going to talk about the whole process. Okay, here are the reasons I go shopping. I need something. I need something to do that day. I'm not ready to go home after work, so I go to stores. A different kind of boredom. Yeah. Um, Or, or, and this is my favorite kind of shopping. It's my absolute favorite kind of shopping. I'm feeling down. Mm. I'm like, oh God, what am I going to do? I'm going to go spend money I don't need to spend to get me happy. And you know you know what, Matt? It works every single time. I love buying stuff. <laughs> I love the feeling of going to the counter and knowing you have too much stuff. You don't need all that stuff. And you know it's going to be expensive. But you know what? It feels so good. And I'm not saying I'm made of money and I have a lot of expendable cash. I'm just saying, I love to buy stuff. Yeah, buy, <clears throat> having something new is such a good feeling. Like yeah. being like, I didn't have this before, and now I have it. There's a thrill. I, there's a thrill. I th- I'd say one of the saddest things you can buy is something that you can't like immediately enjoy because it's Ugh. like all the fun of what I just did is is lost. I don't know. No. <laughs> so um, I do this mostly with clothes and books. Um, so I want to talk about buying clothes first, and then we're going to talk about buying books. So, buying clothes. Mm-hmm. When you go shopping, Matt, for clothes. Yes. Do you try on clothes? Um, I try on some clothes and some clothes I do not try on. Um, if I was buying shirts, I would not try them on because I can eyeball them slash know what my size is usually. <laughs> usually, it's, usually I'm small or medium for shirt sizes um let's see pants i will always try on even though i i know my pant size (laughs) but uh i will i will grab usually a stack of pants bring them into the dressing room (laughs) and go like these five to whoever is asking me how many pairs of pants i'm trying on (laughs) and i will grab like multiple sizes because sometimes pants fit different that's true no it's absolutely true and, I uh, yeah, so okay. I definitely try pants on. Okay, so I I also spend a lot of money on pants. I don't know if you know that about me. But I, I buy not. Ex- I don't know. I'd say a lot of people would think that I spend too much money on jeans. Well, jeans oh. are one of those things where you get more. They're oh god, what's it like? Durability. No, like longevity. Use per 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 cost. There's like a name for that. Oh. Uh, cost per unit. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Um, I, so I tend to agree with you on all of that. However, when I go shopping, my mood really determines if I'm trying stuff on. If I'm in a bad mood, 
jeans are not being put on my body because I'm not going to like them no matter what. Because mm. trying on clothes and having things not fit the way I want them to fit is a big old downer. And as I said, when I go shopping, I like to feel good. So I have to be in a certain mood to try on jeans and bathing suits. But I'll try on, like, blouses no matter what. T-shirts, I'll just buy. But the thing about shirts and more, I guess, women shirts uh, is... They can look really cute on the rack or on the mannequin or on other people, but then you put them on yourself and it makes your shoulders look square or makes you look bulky. And that's also true of dresses. Dresses can look so different on even two people with similar body types. Hmm. And it could look great on me and not great on someone else. Or it could look terrible on me, even though it's really cute and it makes me sad. Wow. Um, I will say that you, you said feeling down. Um, and, and shopping when you feel down and how trying you don't want to try things on when you're feeling down. I would say that I, I like buying new, I think because like, I think pants and I actually didn't mention the other thing that I will try on in a store, which is, um, I, and, and I don't know if this is, is this technically the same, but shoes, I'll, I'll, I'll try if, I'll see if shoes fit before I like buy them. Oh, shoes. Um, you have but, to try them. Yeah. Well, actually, for, I almost always buy the same shoe size, but I try them on all the time anyways. <laughs> um, but I, uh, I actually find like because if I if I'm if I'm going to go buy jeans, uh, whether I'm in a good mood or a bad mood, I'm coming home with some jeans. Like, there's no way I go into a store, <laughs> take some jeans off the rack and, or shelf, and don't buy any of them. That 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 would be almost an impossible situation. So even oh, I've if I've had that situation so many times, even if I'm sad, well, I mean, I literally will bring five to 10 pairs of jeans in the changing room. Cause I'm like, uh, you know, I'll look at them or they're on sale or something. And I'm like, Ooh, new jeans. And I'll know one of them, at least one of them's going to fit. <laughs> and I will walk out with at least that one pair. Um, and I, I, I love new jeans. Oh, what a what a pick me up having new jeans would be. I love the feeling of putting them on, <laughs> uh, and then like knowing you got a good pair is also so exciting. I don't know. I I would that would be a pick me up for me. Well, so, so it's definitely finding a good pair of jeans is a big old pick me up. However, my process to finding a good pair of jeans is not always a simple process because again I can get down because I don't like the way things fit, or I probably tried on ten pairs of jeans and not got any because I. Sometimes they're not tight enough on the ankle and they look weird or they fit nice on the hips and then they look really bad in the legs. There's so many different reasons not to buy a pair of jeans and I can become hyper-focused on the smallest thing. Um, Even if like other people I'm with are like, no, they look good. They look good. I'm like, no, these are terrible. I'm never buying these jeans. My mom is going to have so many comments about this episode. (laughs) Um, Love you, mom. Um, But So if I'm going jean shopping, that is a different process than if I'm just going casually shopping. If I go casually shopping, I might end up with a pair of jeans. But if I'm going shopping for jeans, I have to be in the right mood. I have to have a specific thing I need them for. It's a whole process. I probably only buy jeans once a year, uh, if if even that often. (laughs) Um, And it's definitely like, I'm like, I'm buying jeans. I actually don't, I mean, I don't know. I feel like shirts, I don't don't know the last time I bought a shirt. Um, Everything else I don't care about. Like underwear, I can just, I, well, I have a subscription service that I get underwear from now. Uh, And like socks, like whatever. 
And then I guess sometimes I buy sweaters. That's like the other thing. But even that, I don't have to try on sweaters. I, 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 my size is pretty much always medium when it comes to a sweater. Um, this segues into online shopping a little bit because it's just different buying clothes online. And it's not as fun. It might not be as stressful because you don't have to try things on and feel sad because they don't fit. But it's not as fun. There is a thrill of going into the store, getting 15 things, and ending up with two of them. But trying on 15 things. And yes, I probably have tried on that many clothes. I love shopping. Um, but when you're online shopping, you can't try it on. You have no idea if it's going to fit well. And then if it doesn't fit well, you have to return it, which is a whole process. Yeah. And it's just... It's just not as fun. It's just not as fun. I, I will say I've never on... This is like... goes back to the, the shoe thing. I have ordered shoes off the internet because I'm convinced enough about of my shoe size that I'm like, oh, this this won't be an issue. I can basically order shoes um, on the internet. But I would never... And I never really thought about it before, but I, I don't think I'd ever order jeans online. Because <laughs> you have no idea how they would fit. Um, I have ordered like shirts, but that's also not... That's not the end of the world if shirts aren't quite the right size for me. Because <laughs> I, I fit I fit small and medium, you know? Yeah. One of my favorite stores is The Loft. Um, people can judge me for that or not. I like their clothes. Um, but I get emails from them regularly. And they have, like, so many cute, like, rompers. And I keep wanting to buy them. But I don't know how they're going to fit. So I haven't bought them. But they look so cute. Mm. Um, but, so especially in women's sizes, jeans are really hard. Because I could wear a seven in one brand or... A two in another brand, and I have literally no idea. It's so annoying. Um, I think with I think so. I yeah, women's clothes can be crazy for some reason. Um, men's jeans, I would say, like I also do need to, like I definitely need to try that on because I it I you know I have a lot of things like how does my how does my how's my butt yeah. in it? How's my knees? How's my ankles? How's my thighs? Like how are how is every part of my leg fit in this thing? Um. I mean, I know my size in jeans. Certainly, I could just order the size, and I almost always get the same size. But um, you know, I uh, which on men is actually just your measurement of your waist and measurement of your <clears throat> length of your leg. And uh, I could certainly do that, but I, I rarely like even just looking at jeans. Like I look at somebody on the shelf, I'm like, ooh, that one, that one, that one, and like I try them all on, and like I only like you know five percent of the jeans i try yeah. on <laughs> and so, uh yeah buying them online is not really an option this is another reason in-person shopping is so much better than online shopping however i did recently buy a bathing suit online and i wasn't convinced i would like it but i did like it no i wasn't convinced that it would fit well and i would like it the way it fit on me i knew i liked it i should mm-hmm. say um it has yellow ruffles on the top um yeah, yeah i know it's wild um now Let's talk about my one true love in this world, Matt. Books. Books. I love (laughs) books. And more importantly, I love buying books. This is where I get my real thrill in life. Who needs extreme sports when you can walk into a bookstore and walk out of there with nine books? It's going to take you years to read. Tell me, is there a bigger thrill than that? No, there's not. Let me tell you. If I am feeling (laughs) at all down, this is what I do. I generally... I go to the Strand. That's pretty much my ma- my main bookstore. Um, I'll walk in there, and I'll just browse those tables. And I could say, you know what? I'm going in there. With, I'm only leaving with two books. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. I'm buying seven books. I I love the 
the feeling of being in a bookstore. Because I like turning a book over. Well, one, I judge a book by its cover. That's important. You know what? People put money into those. I should be judging. I should pick up a book because of its cover. I shouldn't buy a book because of its cover. But I should want to pick up a book because the cover looks good. Then you flip it over if it's a paperback. If it's a hardback, you open it up. You read that little description. And look I, at the photograph of the author. <laughs> look at, well, I don't care so much about the author. Um, <laughs> and I just, I love, I can't describe, I, I'm going to try to describe it, but I can't describe the feeling of being in a bookstore and knowing I'm there to buy books. I, I just, I just love being in a bookstore. I, I like to flip through the books. I like to, what I generally do is I pick out a bunch of books to begin with and I carry them around. And then at the end, I lay them all out, making a huge mess that I try to clean up, but I make a huge mess and I'm like, okay, this book or this book? Okay, this book. And then I, I make decisions and then I oftentimes take pictures of the books that I'm going to buy later. Um, and I just, I just love walking around a bookstore with a pile of books I know I'm not going to buy all of. And even if I know I'm still going to buy too many. And, you know, the world of possibilities in a book. That's the best part about a book, is that it's going to take you to a new world. Hey, we're not talking about books on this episode. <laughs> we're talking about book shopping, and it's the best. I. So I, what, you just, what you just described to me, how you pick the books, that you, how you do this, sounds like a character in a movie. <laughs> like, like, there's like a meet cute in here somewhere, but like, just the... Um, pardon the language of nerdy girl is looking around the bookstore and has like her own particular way of like finding the book she wants <laughs> the whole making a mess part. <laughs> um, the, yeah, just having this, this process. I just want to say much to my chagrin. I've never had a meet cute in a bookstore. I don't think you actually have meet cutes. I don't, I think they're false. Um, I'm actually, my next book I'm going to read is a book called meet cute. And it's about, uh, fictional stories of people meeting cutely um it's like a bunch of short stories anyways i i i had a question about your book buying so yes so when you go into a bookstore i'm guessing sometimes you you have an idea of a like someone's like there's a book that you are going in there to buy i was going to talk about this but yes um well good good you can talk about that next because i want to talk about that not that scenario okay so this so so you will just go into a bookstore yeah with no idea what you're going to buy. Exactly. And you are just like reading the the inserts or whatever yeah, they're called to decide this sounds good, this doesn't sound good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I find that's interesting. <laughs> um, because I feel like, not. I mean, not that I couldn't do that, but I would like probably, like if I was book buying... I think I, I feel like I look, I look for known quantities almost like I, um, I'm less, uh, like I want to have heard of a book before or heard of an author before, um, or have had, or more, most importantly, have someone like straight up tell me to read a book or have like heard that like a book got turned into a movie. So then I'm like, oh, well, if it was good enough to get turned into a movie, I might as well read it. Um, see what the, see what the book's about. (laughs) But I'd say that's like usually where my process comes from. But you're just literally like on the spot. I'm going in. So there are times I'll be like browsing through books and I'll see like this book, like the name, like it'll say 
from the best-selling author of Normal People, a book I recently read. I would buy that book, which is probably a book I'm going to buy soon called Conversations with Friends. But that's by Sally Rooney. And again, I would, I just know I would buy that. But so there might be a, an option for me to be like, oh, I recognize that author. Or, oh, this seems like the type of story I would like. But I'm not going into the bookstore to be like, I'm buying another Sally Rooney book. Hmm. There are times when I do, but um, it's not my main, it's not my main reason to go into a bookstore. I might walk into a bookstore and see a book like, oh, I wanted to read that book. I'll get that book. But it's not, I'm not going into the bookstore to get conversations with friends. If you, if you knew there was a book you wanted, a specific book, and you were like, I want this book. Um, and let's pretend we're in more normal times. Would you ever order that book online or would you always be like i'm going to the bookstore to do it because i like going to the bookstore in normal times i would go to a bookstore now during quarantine times i have purchased books online do not enjoy it as much let me tell you but you know you have to do what you have to do during quarantine times are, but are you buying are you buying books that get shipped to you or or digital books as we mentioned at one point uh books that are shipped to me i so during uh, the beginning of the quarantine, I got, you know, I got down. I was sad. You know, I missed my friends. I missed going outside. I missed teaching in person. I was sad. I was down. I had a few bad meetings at work and I was sad. And I wanted to just go buy some books. It's all I wanted to do. So the closest I could approximate the experience of buying books was going through my, my phone scroll because again, I will take pictures of the books that I don't end up buying mm, yes. to buy later. I went through, I found my pictures, I picked like six of them, and I bought them all. Well, there you go. And it did make me feel better, but it was not the same. I will say it was not the same. Um, how many, so you buy the books um, by this sort of way where you just go in and check them out and decide whether you're going to get them or not. How often do you buy books that you end up not liking? Um, I would say sometimes. Um, there was a book called, uh, I don't know if I've talked about this on podcast, but it was called Love at First Like. And I don't, I think I must have bought that at the Strand, but I'm not 100%. I buy most of my books at the Strand. Um, or Barnes & Noble, if I'm near one. But I, it was on the table of like, hot new books. That's not what it's all, all what it was called, but that idea. Um, and... I was like, oh, this seems like an interesting idea. And the story is like this woman accidentally posts a picture of herself wearing an engagement ring at her jewelry store, even though she's not engaged. And people are like, oh, my God, you're engaged. And she, instead of correcting them, she's like, oh, this is good for business. I'm going to fake an engagement. And she basically tricks this guy into falling in love with her and never telling him that she's using him. And she, like, thinks she has feelings for him, but she's just trying to talk herself into it. She's a terrible person. In the end, I was just, the whole time I was like, well, this woman just sucks. <laughs> she's using this guy to make money. And she's like convincing him to fall in love with her, to eventually propose to her. And then she's mad at him when he doesn't know anything about her. I'm like, well, yeah, because you're, you're faking this whole thing. Anyways, I hated this book. I hated the main character. But I did read the whole thing. So, yes, that is just one that comes to mind because I really didn't like that book. Yeah. I only ask because, I mean, I guess, like, you never know if you're going to like a book until you actually read it, but uh, there seems to be some, some, some more, there seems to be a lot, little slightly larger gamble when you're, when you're just like, 
you're, you're, you're kind of reading whether a book interests you, right? And mm-hmm. a book could interest you without actually being written well, you know? It's like, uh, oh, that sounds like a good story. And then, like, the person who wrote it just did a bad job writing it or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, um, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. I sometimes will read the first, like, page, or I'll just flip to a random page in the middle to see if I like the writing. It doesn't always mm. give it away. But I can tell, like, oh, I don't think I'll like this writing style. Or, mm, this seems interesting. I'll, I'll get this book. Um, yeah. First page, or just reading a page, sounds like that's a pretty good idea. Yeah. I'm I'm learning how to buy books from you. (laughs) One thing is sometimes in my brain after I read a bad book, I become the editor of the book and give the notes that I think it should have. Um, Because oftentimes in a bad book, there's a good idea, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's almost always a good idea in everything. In all bad things, you see a good idea. (laughs) But I like will try to like put it together so it's better. So for example, this Love at First Life book, I've thought about this a lot because I truly didn't like this book. But I was like, well, it could have been good if the main character realized how, what a terrible person she was being and actually like, like got like, like redeemed herself in the end, but she never did. Or the guy she ends up falling in love with was the same guy who she tries to trick. And then she learns from her mistakes that way. That's a solid rom-com premise, but no, this whole time she's falling in love with this other guy while she's tricking this other guy. Anyways, I really don't like this book. (laughs) Uh, yeah, I think you you told me, I think you were telling me when you were like hate reading it because yeah. you wanted to finish it. <laughs> yeah, I skimmed the last little bit. I will be honest about that. Wow. But then there's other books where I have never heard of them. There was this book called My Sister, the Serial Killer, where I didn't really know anything about this book. I saw it at an airport. I bought it. Really liked it. I read it in like a day. There you go. So there I is. I can't a imagine gam- reading a book in a day. <laughs> oh my God. Um, there is a gamble in my process. I, and I, I recognize that, but I tend to know, A, what kind of books I like, and two. <laughs> a, and, two. and then two. Right. <laughs> Anyways, um, I just like books. And you know what? Even a book I don't like, I'll put my editor brain on and give it notes. That would make it better. There you go. Um, it's interesting that you... So I just knowing you, and I don't know how much the listener will know this about you, but you're not like a big music person. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a couple of artists that you like. That's um, Taylor Swift today. Taylor Swift, Lord. Um, we both listen to Death Cab for Cutie. That's a overlap. Yep. Uh, you like Adele Ooh. as well, I think maybe. <laughs> I'm out of tea. Oh. Um, I do listen to Adele, although I'm not say I'm not like an Adele fan. I don't listen to her albums. I listen to her singles. Sure. Um, but it's interesting because it sounds like the way that you go about book shopping is the way that a lot of people used to treat like record stores. Um, which is honestly sort of how I used to buy music, although I don't really get music that way anymore. <laughs> um, I haven't bought a physical thing in quite a long time. But, like, that's sort of the same deal is, like, you're kind of, like, seeing similar artists or talking to the record store person um, or just sort of, like, browsing. And, like, you might not know anything other than, like, maybe some of the people who featured on the album or the people who produced it. Or maybe you know, like, uh, the genre or whatever, but you would just sort of peruse. You don't know if it's good until you go home, (laughs) until you bought it. (laughs) Um, But it's, like, kind of a a very similar... um, situation i think that's true um i can remember shopping for cds when i was younger and i would do a similar thing 
uh, but never as seriously. My one true love has always been books. Mm-hmm. Um, previous guest, Troy, uh, Troy Van Gundy, um, often when he visits, we will go to the Strand together, and he will mock me relentlessly for my, my purchasing habits. I will go to the what I refer to as the queen section, but it's really the history section of the Strand. And I'll pick out all those queen books and I'll go more, through the more tables. like more like her story. Okay, if it's for queens, uh. I'll look through the tables and then I'll go in the back to the whole fiction shelves and then I'll go upstairs and look at the young adult books and then I'll look at the little knickknacks and then all of a sudden I have a thousand books and Troy has to help me pick them out. I love book shopping. It's my it's I, I miss it. I will tell you that I would not make fun of this. I, I I like your strategy. I think it's I there's something something charming about it. So I'm 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 pro what you're doing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> listen, I re, I related to the other romanticized thing of record buying. So I feel like it's like it's a real thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, do I have anything else I want to say about shopping generally? I love book shopping. I love clothes shopping. Oh, just like other knickknack shopping, I will off. Just like the, like casually wandering in and out of stores when you have like time to kill or you're like need something to do during a day, I really love. I like to go into little shops and like look at all their little knickknacks. Um, I like to go into a TJ Maxx and just like look at the stuff. The one in New York is a little stressful, but I have gone into it to kill time. Um, I like going into like a craft store like Michaels or Hobby Lobby. Oh, probably not Hobby Lobby so much, but Hobby like stores Lobby like is that. canceled. It has been canceled for a while. But, like, those kind of stores, I like looking at the stuff. I like looking at knickknacks. It's one of the reasons also bookstores are good, because they often also come with knickknacks. Um, speaking of knickknacks and shopping, um, how how do you feel about gift shopping? Shopping for gifts? Um, I enjoy it if I... I find gift shopping to be very stressful, which is why I put it off. But oftentimes... If I'm shopping for myself, I'll be very casual about it, and I'll just, like, go out and, like, if I see something, I'll buy it. But with gift shopping, I have to have something in mind. So, like, if I want to get this person tea, I'm going to go to a tea place. I'm not just going to randomly wander around because it stresses me out. And when I do end up wandering around, I get super stressful, stressed out, and I find gift shopping sometimes to be very difficult. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I agree with that. I concur. It's not, I'm not one of those people who just like sees things and it speaks to me that I need to buy it for somebody. <laughs> I need to kind of like think about it in reverse. I don't know. But I, and I wish I could look at things and have and like be, I wish I could have the feeling of like, Ooh, that, that screams Emily or whatever. <laughs> like, that's just not how my brain processes like looking at things. I basically just look at stuff and decide whether I like it or not. <laughs> I think one thing that's nice about online shopping is gift shopping. It makes that a little bit less stressful. Yeah. Because you can like Google things or like search things that like are very specific. Like, oh, I want to get this person uh, a cross stitch kit. I'm going to look that up. That is an example of something someone could buy me. But sure. Um, so I'd say online shopping has its perks there. But yeah. for mostly everything else, there's nothing to replicate the thrill of walking into a bookstore and walking out of there with seven to eight books. And probably a pad of paper. Um, I will say my my equivalent to your book uh, bookstore thing is probably walking into a, uh, like an electronics store, <laughs> um, like a Best Buy or a, maybe a GameStop or something. But like walking out with walking out of a store with a video game <laughs> is my great feeling. 
even greater is if you buy a new console, like a new thing came out. Um, which I, I have to say, every I my Nintendo Switch came by. Uh, that was an online thing. Mm-hmm. Um, all my video game, um, no, almost all my video games were that way. I did pick up one or two from the store, and I will say it was very exciting. I go to the store, I pick up my video game. I'm so excited. <laughs> I so the biggest willpower I have shown during this. Uh, quarantine time was I a few weeks ago I had to go to FedEx to drop I'm getting a hiccup okay. <laughs> I had to drop off my old cable box and so I walked to FedEx and on my way back there was a bookstore that said it allowed one customer at a time and it took everything in my power but I did it I was like no I'm going to that bookstore you don't need it and I just walked right past it I definitely, <laughs> desperately wanted to go in though I feel like your strategy of buying books, if only one person is allowed at a time, would <laughs> irritate people like crazy. <laughs> I will say I don't think anyone was in there when I like walked past it. I guess I try not to spend too much time in the front of the store because I would have gone in, but it didn't seem like there was like a huge crowd clamoring to get into this bookstore that I right, desperately but you wanted to go into. But you would have created the crowd by taking however long <laughs> your Two process hours. takes. Yeah. I will say my book shopping, I should also say it is a process. Like it's not something I'm not dipping in and I'm not dipping out. I'm going in like it's an hour, two hours of my life in that bookstore. If you were to like, okay, so we're talking about this, this one store, like, is there a, is there a world where you would just go in and spend like, you know, 10 minutes, find one book that you thought looked interesting and you would just buy it? Or is that not? like worth worth it to you is that is that not enough of the rush and therefore you would just go like i can just order a book online <laughs> so again during non-pandemic times no matter what i'm going to a bookstore to buy a book like it's not often i'm going i'm buying a book online unless it's during these strange times these unprecedented times some might say um but if it's a short trip it's because i know what book i want to buy like i'm going in i'm buying the newest book that this author I like wrote, or um, I saw something that intrigued me, uh, like online, and I was like, "Oh, someone I know liked that book. I'm gonna go find that book." So I, you could have. So if you did go in, you could have done like a quick trip. Yes. If you wanted to. If yes. Good. Well, I'm glad you had your willpower. It's you gotta finish not, the books you have. God, I'm trying. I just love <laughs> books. I just love books. I always um, have. I always will. There we go. Uh, we are running a little uh, low on time now, but uh, did you have anything else, last things about shopping you wanted to say? Um, I really like shopping. Um, I'm becoming a person who embraces online shopping, but it's just, I still don't, I still don't like it. I like to hold things. Um, I like to try things on. I like to leisurely stroll and pick out a thousand books and then only buy seven. Um, but, you know, sometimes you have to do what you have to do. But I hope... I hope online shopping never fully takes over regular shopping, especially um, bookstores, because I love bookstores. I'm gonna th- I'm gonna go ahead and make a prediction, although no, predictions are <laughs> predictions are uh, a bit of a fool's errand. But uh, I would have to say that in about a year from now, uh, in person shopping is going to have a huge resurgence, and people are going oh, okay. to it's going to be like the thing to do because everyone's like, we can go and. Sh- person now and people are going to go fucking nuts about i guess i'll accept that prediction i can see that i've also heard a lot of people think that 
especially like like some in-person shopping is just going to fall to the wayside. People get so used to buying it online. You will, I think people will be surprised about that. Um, I mean, we can, we all just discovered we can drink at home. Do you think people are not going to go to bars all of a sudden? <laughs> that's true. No, that's true. Um, people have, people said that, people are saying that about movie theaters too. I'm like, that's, I, I think that's a lie. I think as soon as it's safe to go to movie theaters, people are going to flood to movie theaters. I mean, people are probably going to do it when it's not safe, but um, I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like, and as much as businesses are going to close and probably close forever, there's going to be things to replace them. And, um, yeah. you know, as long as there are people who, I mean, just look at like, I mean, I don't even think anyone even predicted this, but the Kindle has been a thing that's existed for like 20 years now and, and people still buy paper books. I mean, I would, I, I honestly don't know what the ratio is, but I feel like more paper books are sold than digital books. And it's, it's one of those things people like their books. So yeah. I don't think bookstores are, are really going anywhere. Oh, I mean, maybe fewer of them possibly, but I don't know. I think I see the strand as, as making it through this. <laughs> I feel like I'm, oh God, I honestly don't. I think I, I'm going to make a sweeping statement that probably is not true, but if the strand ever were to close, I'd leave New York. <laughs> Um, please don't. <laughs> um, again, I think that was a sweeping statement. Uh, but, you know, I just, I just want to go to a bookstore. Yeah. Just think how great it'll be when you can. Oh, I'm going to touch everything. <laughs> yeah. Sneeze on stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to sneeze into my elbow. Yeah. That's, that's good behavior anyways. And then keep touching stuff. Um, with your elbow. Okay, uh, Emily, thank you for bringing that wonderful topic today. We got to talk shopping. Um, it, it's weird because it, it feels like it's just a broad topic, but I feel like we covered covered it all, yet also narrowed it down to just like a few kinds. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, all right. Um, do you have anything that you want to plug? This episode comes out on Thursday, right? This very Thursday. So um, I don't have a link, but... Um, on 7.30, so July 30th, at 7.30, my, this practice group that I've been doing has a show on the internet. Wow. And I, if I remember to, I'll put a link out there. But if not, Great. who knows? Maybe it'll be on our Twitter. We'll see. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? That is, it'll be a week from today as the podcast. Yes. In podcast time. Um, Matt. Cool. Do you have anything you want to plug? I do. I have a thing I could mention. Uh, my uh, my latest sketch is out uh, now as in, in, in podcast time. came out yesterday, Wednesday, the 22nd. <laughs> um, it, uh, it's on my YouTube channel. You can search for Matt Armando on there. That would be my name. Or go to mattaramando.com for <laughs> a link to it. Uh, but my sketch is called... Ballot of the Bands, B-A-L-L-O-T, of the Bands. I'm pretty sure that's what it's going to be called, unless I decide to change it between now and when I actually publish it. <laughs> well, if you want my two cents, I think that's a good name. Oh, I've read the you. sketch. Thank you. I think it's a good name. It was, a, it was an epiphany one night. I was going to bed, and I was trying to think of a title for this. I just like had all these bad ideas of titles, and I was like, Ballot of the Bands. And I was pretty sure it was good. Anyways, check that out. It's on YouTube. Um, and I also have a link to it on my Twitter and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, I've been working oh, too much on that, which is why I have not been reading very much. 
And I've actually been playing less Animal Crossing, too, because I've been trying to get this dumb sketch done. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Um, but yeah, check that out. Check in with me next week if I did an hour of Animal Crossing a day. Okay. It's my new goal. An hour of Animal Crossing a day? Have yeah. you done any today? No, because I assumed we were going to play after this. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. And uh, thank you all for listening. Um, make sure you subscribe to us on whatever you subscribe to podcasts with apple podcasts or google podcasts or whatever and um check us out on instagram twitter facebook tbd podcast is our username on all three of those services and uh yeah that's it right i think so all right uh thanks for listening everyone bye bye we'll miss you <laughs> i forgot the outro <laughs> oh uh and this has been tbd with Matt and Emily. Bye.